On its face, oneness seems like a beauty pageant idea. We're all one. We're all from the same spiritual source. We're all children of God. Yea, to inclusivity, equality, and harmony among all. But dig deeper, and it's a challenging idea. It's not easy to actually see us all as one and then act like it. Apply oneness to a crowded Walmart, to a dysfunctional family, to a fractured psyche, to an upcoming political election. Oneness becomes a hard pill to swallow. I'll take Tunis, please. I sometimes join in the chorus of criticizing fundamentalist Christians for avoiding practicing what Jesus actually taught, although at least paying a little attention to it would be nice. But it's hard. It's hard to love everybody, to include everyone, to see the spirit in all, to turn the other cheek. The Dalai Lama says kindness is his religion. I wonder if he ever has to stand in long lines at Walmart. I wonder if he goes to family gatherings. Although I guess it doesn't feel good to be exiled from your homeland your entire life. Practicing oneness is challenging, but I know nothing more rewarding. Okay, maybe ice cream. And can think of nothing that has enriched my life as much as doing my best to find the commonality. Forgive a mistake by acknowledging I could be capable of the same. To take even the slightest inkling of responsibility when a fellow human being does some dastardly deed. Here are three ways to try and practice a real and practical oneness. The first, bless everyone. Essential to oneness is seeing everyone as part of the whole. Practically, this means wanting everyone to be blessed. Too often I see people ask for a prayer and they get really inspired that they are an expression of God and one with all the love, creativity, and inspiration there is. And when the prayer is complete, they're pumped up. I'm ready now to show those bastards what's up. Prayer isn't getting ready for war. It's going to a deeper consciousness. You can't say, I know God is all there is and we're all one except Darlene or my boss or Trump. Practical oneness blesses everyone. It wants the highest good for all. This doesn't mean don't set some serious boundaries with Darlene or that you have to vote for whomever, but you can still bless them. When you're in a long line at Walmart, want everyone to get through that line effectively and efficiently. When you see your ex, don't curse them. Pray that they get a clue. This is one of the great gifts of real oneness. It helps us realize that there's enough good for everybody. We don't have to take someone else's good, nor can in truth anyone take our good from us. Good is unlimited. In wanting everyone else to have their highest good, you don't sacrifice, but unlock the door to stepping into your higher good. I like putting this in terms of heaven and hell. Ernest Holmes once said that if you want to stay out of hell, then no one can be in it. We are all one, so if one is damned, so are we all. In the same sense, if you want to truly be in heaven, no one can really be left outside of it. I know it's hard, but that's oneness. Bless everybody. Way 2. No blame. Oneness is a spiritual reality of the intellectual realm, but in practice, oneness is a choice. And whenever you blame anyone for anything, you're giving up your power to make a new choice. Your partner is being moody. You don't feel good. You blame them and surrender your power to choose how you feel. You're in line and someone wants to apply for their credit card and ask if a checker can find some strange kind of milk. You blame them, and suddenly you're a hostage. I'm not saying there isn't plenty of people to blame for all sorts of things, but is it worth giving away our power? The ancient Chinese philosopher Xuanzi invites us to imagine the following scenario. You are on a boat, crossing the river, and a man in another boat hits you. You probably shout at him, right? But if you're on the boat, crossing the river, and a boat with no one in it hits you, you probably don't shout, right? Xuanzi's point is that it is what it is. But that's not the spiritual point. We are all crossing the rivers of life, but only you can take responsibility for your own direction. 
He who rules men lives in confusion. He who is ruled by men lives in sorrow. If you can empty your own boat, crossing the river of the world, no one will oppose you. No one will seek to harm you. Essential to oneness is personal responsibility. This means avoiding blame. This is sometimes what frustrates me so much about today's average politician. They're always blaming somebody else. I'm waiting to hear from the person that doesn't blame the government or immigrants or Republicans or liberals or the 1% or 2% or 100%. In oneness, we're the 100%. There is no they. There should be no blame. There's only the course of our boat that collectively we set our course on. That being said, I don't blame you if you want to jump ship. Lastly, if you want to practice real oneness, you have to be one, too. You have to bless yourself, too. You have to not blame yourself. You have to keep yourself out of hell and accept yourself into heaven. I wonder if you'd believe me if I told you no one else can but you. As Sherry Huber put it, if someone else talked to you the way you talk to yourself, you would have stopped talking to yourself a long time ago. Why do these things? Because you are a child of God, worthy of her blessings, worthy of her divinity, worthy of the gifts she has placed in you to receive for yourself. And it's at least been true in my life. The easiest thing for me to make not one is myself. So you have to participate, you have to know you're worthy, and you have to be willing to give and to receive. I love something about dreams the author John Updike said. He said that dreams must come true, otherwise nature would not incite us to have them. Real love must come true, otherwise nature would not incite us to create it. Oneness must come true, otherwise nature would not incite us to seek it. God must come true, otherwise nature would not incite us to create her, to believe in her, to cultivate her. The legend of science is that it was created to prove the existence of God. My belief is that life itself exists so that we can bring spirit to life. Oneness is a great place to start.